We're out here today in beautiful Santa Monica sharing the gospel, reading from the scriptures. We have free Bibles if you'd like a Bible. We have two left right now. We also have gospel tracts. We have the whole Bible for free. Take it with you to read what God has to say in his word. Uh, it's the best way to see if what we're saying is true is to look it up in the scriptures and see what it says. I'll be in John chapter 6 reading. In the first part of John chapter 6, we have the miracle of Jesus feeding the 5,000. Actually, it was about 15 to 20,000. Let me fix my microphone here. As there was both men and women and children in the crowd. So he does that great miracle. And the people follow him. And he points out that you didn't follow me because of the miracle. You followed me because you got full from the food. He says you should have followed me for the, for the miracles. In other words, the miracle Jesus did was to point out who he was as the Son of God, as the Messiah. He did these miracles in the power of the Spirit to testify as to who he was. But the people didn't recognize that. They didn't want to see that. They only wanted to get what they could get from him, the physical food. He said you should have sought after the meat that doesn't perish, not the meat that does perish. And so then he goes on from there. That goes from uh, verses 1 to 29. I pick up in verse 30. They said, therefore, unto him. Actually, let me start back in 29. Since 30 refers back to 29. In verse 28, he says, Then said they unto him, What shall we do that we might work the works of God? Jesus answered and said unto them, This is the work of God that ye believe on him whom he hath sent. That's the work of God. Verse 30. They said, therefore, unto him, What signs showest thou then? that we may see and believe thee. What, what dost thou work? So they're mocking him. He just said that he, he just fed 15 to 20,000 people with, with just a couple of loaves of bread and two fish. And that was a miracle he did to demonstrate who he was. He's the bread of life. He's the good shepherd. And so he does this miracle, and then they don't follow him for the miracle. They don't follow him because he's the son of God. They follow him because they want free food. And then they said, okay, well, what do we do to do the works of God? He said, believe in the one whom he sent speaking of himself. And then they begin to mock him and they say, oh, well, if you're the one sent by God, do some big miracle for us. He just fed 20,000 people. Now they're mocking him, saying, oh, okay, do something else. What have you done for me lately? Do some big miracle for us that we can believe who you say that you are. Verse 31, Our fathers did eat manna in the desert, as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. So they point to Moses. They say, Well, Moses gave us the manna from heaven, and Jesus said, He didn't give you manna from heaven. My Father gave you the manna from heaven. He sent you the... That. See, they don't see past Moses. They don't see, past, they don't see what God did for them. They're looking for some man to take care of them, some leader to take care of them. They didn't see God in the manna, they saw Moses in the manna. And then Jesus is saying, it wasn't Moses, it was God that did that. It was me, in other words, it was him. He's God, he's the one that gave them manna from heaven. He's the one that fed them the bread from heaven. And of course, that was just from the sky, right? The manna came from the sky, it didn't come from heaven, it didn't come down out of the dwelling of God, it came from the atmosphere. So Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth the life unto the world. He's saying the manna just came from the atmosphere, came from the sky down 
to you from God, but he has sent to you the true bread from heaven, the living bread from heaven, the one that came down from the presence of the Father to be among them. That is who he has sent. That's the true bread. The manna only pointed ahead to the true bread. The manna only pointed them to the one that was to come. But they didn't see that. See, just like with the, with the manna, they just consumed that upon their own physical lust, their own physical desire for food. So when they saw Jesus come, the bread of life, and he's feeding the 5,000, they would say, oh, man, this must be the Messiah. This must be the Son of God. Look at the mighty works that he does. They say, here's a guy that can satisfy our hunger, that can satisfy our lust for physical things, right? Not spiritual things. Then said they unto him, Lord, evermore, give us this bread. They said, oh, we want this bread. We want this bread that comes down from God. They didn't really want it. There's a lot of people who say they want the bread of God. They want religion of some sort. They want God in their life of some sort. But then they get to the Bible and they read who Jesus really is. And they say, I don't want that Jesus. I want a different one, right? We hear it all the time, my Jesus wouldn't do A, B, or C. My Jesus wouldn't condemn people. My Jesus wouldn't punish people. My Jesus, well, your Jesus is not the Jesus of the Bible. See, everyone's okay with Jesus until he gets biblical. Then they have a problem with him because they don't really want God. They want a God, right? They're, they're content with a God, not the God, not the true God. All of life is rebellion against the one and true and living God. All false religions are rebellion against the one true living God. All secularism, which is still just a religion, is a, 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 a rebellion against the one true and living God. So then they said unto him, Lord evermore, give us this bread. Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. In other words, he satisfies eternally. He's not like the bread that he just fed them, or the bread that they received in the wilderness, the manna. He doesn't just satisfy for a temporary time and a few hours later again you're in need. He satisfies the hunger and the thirst of people spiritually. So they never hunger again spiritually, never thirst again. They're satisfied spiritually from the presence of God, from the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. See, now they're, 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 they're talking about this bread from heaven. They said, Lord, give us this bread. And he says, I am the bread. As you're going to see, they're going to reject that. They're going to say, oh, we don't, we don't want that. That's not what we're talking about. I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. When you come to Jesus, when you believe on Jesus, you're satisfied spiritually for eternity. You get all of God, all of the presence of God. You get fellowship with God, reconciliation with God. We never hunger for God. We never thirst for God. We're satisfied. But I said unto you that ye have also seen me and believe not. He's saying that if you come to me, you, want, you say you want the bread of God. I'm the bread of God. Believe on me. Come to me. Then he says you won't come to me because you don't believe. You don't really believe I'm from God because you don't really want the bread of God. You don't really want God. You want your religion. You want your system. But you don't really want God. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me. And him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. All the Father gives comes to Jesus. And those who come to Jesus, he never casts away. No one has ever come to Jesus and found him to be anything but a willing Savior. He doesn't turn us away. He offers himself as the bread of life, as the water of life. And those who come to him, those who believe in him, they never hunger, they never thirst, and they never find him willing to reject them. They find a willing Savior offering himself for their sins, offering himself 
for their satisfaction, offering the, himself for their reconciliation with God. All the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. For I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the Father's will which hath sent me, that of all which he, shall give, or he giveth me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. Jesus came to save people, to raise people up at the last day to eternal life. That's the work of God. That's what he came to do. If we believe in him, we are among those number who are raised up on the last day to live with him forever in heaven. And this is the will of him that sent me that everyone who seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life. And I will raise him up at the last day. Jesus came to do the will of the Father. The will of the Father was that anyone who looks to the Son and believes in him should have everlasting life. Jesus is the bread of life. He is the water of life. He satisfies eternally. He never leaves us wanting more. It's like in the Old Testament when Moses put the serpent, the snake, on a pole and held it up to Israel, those who had been bitten by the poisonous snakes, that when they looked at that pole, they would live. Their, their, their wounds would be healed. That pole was a picture of Christ who was to come. And, and the, 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 the dying Jews, the dying Israelites were pictures of the state of mankind who were born dead in trespasses and sin. But Jesus said, as the serpent was lifted up in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. And whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. Jesus is that that snake on that pole, that is the picture of Jesus. That's the picture of Christ on the cross. And when we look to Him and we believe in Him, we trust in Him, then we receive everlasting life. And God will raise us up at the last day. The Jews then murmured at Him because He said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. They like that manna bread. They don't like this Jesus bread. They don't want the true Son of God. They just want their religion, their stories. And they said, Is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How is it then that he saith, I came down from heaven? So they're going to mock him now. They're going to make fun of him. Jesus answered, Therefore, and said unto them, Murmur not among yourselves. No man can come to me except the Father which has sent me. Draw him, and I will raise him up on the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they shall be, they shall be all taught of God. Every man, therefore, that hath heard and hath learned of the Father, cometh unto me. It's the Father that reveals the Son to us. When we hear the preached word, we read the word of God. God the Father reveals the Son to us and draws us to Christ. Not that any man has seen the Father. He's, he's quoting back from that verse. I believe it's in Isaiah. It says they'll all be taught of God. He says, not that any man has seen the Father. Save he which is of God, he has seen the Father. So the Father sent the Son. The Son bore witness of the Father to us. When we believe the Son, we're believing the Father also. Very verily I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. What a wonderful promise in the Word of God. He that believeth on me hath everlasting life. No man can make that claim. No mere man. Only the God-man, only the Son of God could make such a claim that we look to Him. And if we look at Him and we believe upon Him, we have everlasting life. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. They're dead, he says. They ate that bread and they eventually died. It satisfied their physical need for a time. But then they physically, they died. 
They're trusting in that bread. They want that physical bread. Like the man, they're saying, just like Moses gave us the physical bread, you give us the physical bread also. He said the physical bread didn't help them. They still died in the end. But all who believe in me, all who eat of the spiritual bread, the Son of God, the bread of God, those will live forever and be raised up in the last day. Death has no power. Death has no hold over the children of God. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven that a man may eat thereof and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I give for the life of the world. The bread he had to offer was himself. He was the bread of life. He's not talking about physical bread. He's not talking about taking... This isn't about tra transubstantiation where they call Jesus down and the, the cracker turns in. That's not what he's talking about. He's saying, I'm the bread of God. I'm the bread of life. Those who believe in me, those who come to me, they're partaking of me. Okay, they're partaking of me, of my death and burial and resurrection. They're partaking of my glory. That's what he's saying here. You're partaking of me. You're eating of me when you come to me and you believe on me. The bread that I give is my life, my flesh, for the life of the world. The Jews, therefore, strove among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except ye eat of the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, ye shall, you have no life in you. Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life, and I will raise him up in the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me, and I in him. As the living Father hath sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eateth me, even he shall live by me. This is that bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers did eat manna, and are dead. He that eateth of, the, eateth of this bread shall, never, or shall live forever. These things said he in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. Many therefore his disciples, when they had heard this, said, This is a hard saying. Who can hear it? Who can hear it? See, the Jews had laws against cannibalism, right? So they're perplexed. They're puzzled. They're saying, this is wrong. We, what he's saying is wrong. It offended them. When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples would murmur at it, he said unto them, Doth this offend you? What if he shall see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before? In other words, what he's saying is it's not, it's not the, the flesh and the blood analogy that's offending you. You're offended by the life of God because you don't have the life of God in you. You're not seeking the true God. You're not seeking to be filled with Him. You're seeking a God after your own likeness, your own image. It is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. In other words, he's, I'm speaking spiritually. He's not talking about instituting a future mass where crackers and, and, and wine are made into the body and blood. That's not even in the context of what he's talking about. He's pointing out that they want the physical, not the spiritual. And what he offers is the spiritual bread, the spiritual drink. And to partake of him spiritually, we come to him and we believe in him and we trust in him. We put our faith in him. That means to partake of the Son of God. Have we done that today? Do we seek to partake of the Son of God? Or do we seek a God after our own image? Do we seek the God of the Bible, the God of the Scriptures? If we do, then we are partaking of Christ. Eating His flesh and drinking His blood is how the analogy goes. To partake of Christ means we become one with Christ. We put our faith in Him. We take His death. Hey, brother, thank you so much. God bless you.
We take his death on the cross for the death of our sin. We take it for uh, our death with him. We're crucified with him. We rise with him in new life. We're taking his life for ours. Paul said, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. In other words, I live by that bread of life that came down from heaven. Spiritually speaking, he's speaking in spiritual terms. We must come to Christ. We must confess him, receive uh, his offering on the cross for our sins. After explaining the spiritual nature of his speech, he said, but there are some of you that believe not, verse 64. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not, who should betray him. And he said, therefore, said I unto you, that no man can come unto me except it were given him by the Father. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. They didn't want him. They wanted the physical. They wanted the God in their own image, not the God of the scripture. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, Will you also go away? Will you go away too? Will you leave me too? Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, what, a, what an answer. To whom shall we go? To whom shall we go? Jesus says, Are you going to leave me also? Are you going to turn your back on me and walk away? The other ones, they, they went off seeking whatever it was that fulfilled them. Of the physical things of this world, things that would satisfy the flesh, or seeking after their religion, maybe at the synagogue, happy with just the motions of religion, but not the substance of the true God. But Peter says, we want substance, we don't want the motions of religion. We don't want to satisfy our flesh. Our fathers did that, and they died in the wilderness, it did them no good. To whom shall we go, Lord? The reason I'm a Christian today is because I realize that Jesus is the Son of God who came down here in human flesh and took upon himself my nature and went to the cross for my sins and made reconciliation for my sins. My answer to that is, to whom shall I go? Where can I go for reconciliation to God but the Lord Jesus Christ? Where can I go for righteousness and holiness but to the righteous and holy Son of God? Where can I go? To whom shall I go? And Peter said, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. You satisfy eternally, he said. You have the words of God. And we believe and are sure that thou art that Christ. You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. When the Son of God stands before you, where do you go? Where else could you go? Jesus answered them, Have not I chosen you twelve, and one of you is a devil? He spake of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon, for he it was that should betray him, being one of the twelve. And so we wrap up John chapter 6. For Jesus, the true substance, the man that only pointed to Jesus. The things of this earth can only satisfy temporarily, but Jesus, he has the words of eternal life. He is the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of the living God. We must go to Him for eternal life. We must go to Him for reconciliation to God. We must go to Him for righteousness and true holiness. There's only one place we can go, that is the bread that came down from heaven. God doesn't require that we go up to Him. God doesn't require that we earn His favor. God doesn't require that we do great deeds to prove our loyalty to Him. He sent to us the Savior. He sent to us the bread from heaven. He sent to us the answer to our sin. He sent to us reconciliation with God. All we have to do is receive it. 
Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. A gift is something you receive. It's something you take freely. That's how the gospel is offered to us, freely. Call upon the name of the Lord. Turn to Him. Look to Him to be saved. There is salvation in none other. There is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved in the name of Jesus Christ. Turn to Him today.